Welcome to Total Life Fitness, and I'm your host, Luke Briggs. On this show, we understand it's more than just fitness, it's your life. We'll share strategies to help you lose weight, gain muscle, build confidence, and live your best life. If you enjoy the podcast, we ask that you please subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review, and share it with a friend. Now, let's get on to the show. Hey, what's going on, everyone? So today we have a Q&A episode. We're going to be answering questions like, can I have a cheat day and still lose weight? Can I out-train a bad diet? Do I need to track my calories to lose weight? And more. First of all, for those who don't know who I am, my name is Luke Briggs. I'm the owner of the Total Life Fitness Academy, where we specialize in helping parents and busy professionals lose body fat, build muscle, and have more energy. I've been a coach for about 11 years, and I've worked with nearly 3,000 clients. So... I have a few common questions that we get. So the first one I want to address is, can I have a cheat day and still lose weight? And to be frank, this is something that I used to give to clients a few years ago, and it has worked with some success as well. So the concept of a cheat day is you have a day where you basically just don't track anything and you just eat whatever you want. So there are different degrees of cheat days. There is the eat as many calories as you possibly can, or just eat reasonably. Now, depending on who you are, this may or may not work. So ultimately, in order to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit throughout the course of the entire week. So if you eat in a calorie deficit six days of the week, but then one day a week, you go absolutely off the rails, thousands of calories over, you just undid everything that you did from the rest of the week. So the answer to can I have a cheat day and still lose weight is it depends. So what I personally do when I'm eating out at a restaurant is I will just plan for it. So if I know that I'm going to have a day where I'm, you know, going out with my wife or, you know, we're going out with the family or whatever, and I'm going to be having a steak dinner or something like that, I will just plan and budget for it. So I'm not having a cheat day, quote unquote, I'm not necessarily tracking everything perfectly, but for where I'm at right now, it works pretty well for me to just budget more calories for that specific meal. So I'm not a huge fan of having a cheat day as well. Also, it has the notion that if you're cheating, you're doing something bad or wrong. And I don't like having a positive or negative correlation with a specific food. I don't like thinking like, hey, you know, a potato chip is bad and jasmine rice is good, right? Because food inherently isn't good or bad. It's just energy that goes into our body. Obviously, certain foods will be more nutrient dense than others but they are neither bad nor good. So I like to think of it instead as you can have what you want. You just need to fit it within your overall budget. So if you're feeling the need to have a cheat day, I would ask yourself, am I being too restrictive on my other days? Am I just having chicken and sweet potato and broccoli for all my other meals? And I'm craving other things. You don't need to have chicken and sweet potato and broccoli. So for me, I recently did a photo shoot right now. It's September. I did a photo shoot about three months ago in June, and I didn't feel the need to have a cheat meal after my photo shoot. Like a lot of people do when you're cutting down for a specific event, because I like the foods that I eat. Like, for example, right now I have like a pancake breakfast every single morning, pancake, sausage, eggs, and potatoes. You know, I have uh, another chicken slider meal that I like for lunch and I have a bunch of other things that I eat that I really like every single day as well. So I never feel the need to cheat because I enjoy what I'm eating. 
So you don't have to have certain foods. So I'm not personally a fan of having cheat days or calling it cheat days. I'm more of a fan of flexible nutritional approach that hits your overall calorie targets and macro targets. Second question. This question still persists, even though I feel like not as much as it used to, is will lifting weights make women bulky? The question is, will lifting weights make women bulky? And the answer is no. Lifting weights in and of, them, of itself will not make women bulky. So I think a lot of times women will look at men and see them lifting heavier weights and think, oh, if I lift heavy weights, I'm going to get bulky and look like a man. So first of all, women have less testosterone than men. So women in general are not going to build muscle as easily as the majority of men. Now, certainly some women build muscle uh, more easily than other women, but lifting weights is not going to make you bulky. Building muscle is really hard. Like I remember there was a, a Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, obviously, I'm pretty sure everyone knows who that is. Before he became an actor and, and the governor and everything else, he was a bodybuilder. Uh, you know, probably still the most celebrated bodybuilder of all time. I remember there's this famous quote from him. Someone came up to him once and said, Arnold, I would never want to look like you. And he said back, don't worry, you never will. <laughs> I love that quote because people just think, oh, if I just work out really hard, I'm just going to you know, gain a bunch of weight. Like It is very hard to put on muscle weight and look like that. Unless you are intentionally doing that, it's not going to happen. So if you're eating in a calorie deficit while strength training, you are going to lose weight and you are going to build muscle with the training. So you're going to get that toned look that you're looking for. A lot of women um, who I talk to at least use the word tone. They want to be toned, which means you strip the body fat away and then the muscle shows. In order to do that, you strength train to build muscle. So again, unless you are eating in a calorie surplus and training, you are not going to gain muscle size. Third question is, can I out-train a bad diet? Can I out-train a bad diet? And we're going to talk about this from the weight loss perspective right now, because that's what typically most people are asking about. So when it comes to losing weight, or at least maintaining your weight, a lot of people think, well, if I just work out really hard, I can offset everything I did with my nutrition, and I work out so that I can eat whatever I want. I do not like that mindset that I work out so I can eat whatever I want because it's just developing a non-healthy relationship with food in general or just with training in general that you're working out so you can eat whatever you want. Like you should work out so that you can also fuel your body with healthy nutrients. So can you out-train a bad diet? Possibly. Depends on to what degree. Now, I've worked with a lot of triathletes over the years, people who are doing long races, full Ironmans. You know, they're doing 112-mile bike or uh, the swim, 112-mile bike, and then a 26.2-mile race. And for someone like that who has that high a volume, to some degree, they might be able to out-train a bad diet if they're not too far over on their calories because they're just burning off so many calories. And it also depends on genetics and age and you know gender, things like that as well. 
for the most part, you cannot out-train a bad diet from the standpoint of if you are eating too many calories, if you are consuming more calories than you are burning off, then you are going to gain weight. It doesn't matter how much you work out. The input-output equation states that. So you need to focus on calories in, calories out. So calories in is what you consume with your nutrition. You can get calories from supplements, vitamins, food, drinks, things like that. That we have 100% control over. Now, the calories outside of the equation, we do not have 100% control over. That is your TDEE, your total daily energy expenditure. That is the calories that you burn from your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, which is the majority of calories that you'll burn throughout the day, which is just your body, what, how many calories your body would need to go through all its processes if, if you were resting all day and not doing anything. Uh, you also burn calories from your NEAT, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. You know, if you're tapping your foot, you're moving around right now. Um, I'm someone who tends to have a high NEAT because even if I'm standing, I'm still like sh sh moving side to side, you know, tapping my foot. Um, I do not sit still very well. <laughs> And the thermic effect of food is another part of the total daily energy expenditure, which is the calories your body burns to process food. And then your exercise activity is also a way that you can burn calories as well. So you do not have 100% control over the calories outside of the equation. So you can only burn off so many calories from exercise. So if you're just working out like an hour a day, you know, five days a week, and you're just eating everything in sight, no, you cannot out-train a bad diet. The next question I want to go through is, do I need to track my calories to lose weight? No, you do not need to track your calories to lose weight. With that being said, if you want to know 100% what you're taking in, that is where tracking comes into play. A lot of people will do something like keto or intermittent fasting and they'll lose weight right away because by taking out carbs, doing keto and replacing it with veggies and more pro lean proteins, you are going to cut out calories. Therefore, you're going to lose weight. Now, with something like intermittent fasting, if you just cut out one of your meals every day and you cut out some of the snacking, you are going to be cutting out calories and you are going to lose weight. So could you continue to do things that way and actually lose weight? Yes, you can if you are initiating or creating a calorie deficit. Now, for most people, I believe at some point in your life, you should track your food. Because a lot of people will just try to quote unquote eat healthy. They'll lose a little bit of weight. They'll get stuck. Then they'll try to eat healthier and it won't work. Then they'll give up and then they'll revert back to what they were eating because they can't sustain it. If you know how many calories you're taking in, then it's a lot easier to note and figure out if you're in a calorie deficit because you're actually tracking it. And a lot of times, like we have members come inside our program, the Total Life Fitness Academy all the time who think like, oh, I'm eating healthy. Why am I not losing weight? But then they forget about that, you know, Thousand Island dressing that they're adding on their salad every single night that adds an extra 200 calories. They forget that they're just dumping olive oil all over their meals every single day. Um, and they don't even realize that that's adding hundreds of unnecessary calories. Or they forgot about that handful of granola or uh, granola or trail mix or nuts that they were grabbing throughout the day. And that added hundreds of calories right there. So being more aware of your total intake is super important. 
It's just like the equivalent of saying like, oh, well, I don't spend that much money. Why is my bank account empty every month? But then you actually look at it. You're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that expense. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, but that's not a normal thing. Well, yeah, it probably is because every month you're at this dollar amount. So it's the same thing with nutrition. So do you have to track your calories? No, but if you're not getting results with what you're doing, then you need to make sure you're in a calorie deficit. And the only way to know that for sure is to actually test and measure by tracking your food and weighing your food as well. So I am a fan of at least at some point in your life, making sure that you're tracking your calories and tracking your food to be more aware of your overall intake. Next question. How do I get motivated? I know what I need to do, but I'm just not doing it. A lot of people will say that they're really struggling with motivation. But I think what a lot of people are struggling with is clarity on what they need to do or clarity on what their priorities are. So how do you get motivated for something? You need to, first of all, understand what it is that you're even trying to achieve. A lot of people haven't actually verbalized what it is that they're trying to achieve. Are you wanting to lose weight? Are you wanting to get ready for a certain event? Like whatever it is, you have to understand what the clear goal is. Because once you understand what the goal is, it's easier to align your behaviors accordingly. Because if you're just like trying to get in general shape, but you don't actually know and haven't identified what that even means, then you're not going to feel motivated because you don't know what to do. So I think that lack of motivation comes down to not having the understanding of what they want or sometimes what to do. And if, if the motivation is coming from, Hey, I know what I want, but I don't know what to do. And you're saying that, Oh, I'm unmotivated. Then you can easily figure out what you need to do. You can follow all sorts of different experts out there. You can join a coaching program. Obviously we have one. Um, you can also get lots of good advice out there as well. Like there's, there's tons of ways to figure that out. So motivation as well comes from either you're moving towards something or you're running away from something. So a lot of people haven't changed because they don't have a big enough pain or they haven't developed that pain. So a lot of times, like when you first start losing weight, you're motivated by like, Oh, I, you know, want to look good for my wedding or I, you know, I'm trying to date for the first time. I want to make sure I look good for someone else. You know, why is it the, the first thing that everyone who gets divorced does is they get into shape because they realize, oh crap, I can't just do whatever I want anymore. I got to look good for someone else. I'm going to get in shape. So you have to understand what it is that you're working toward. And I think that most people are driven more by running away from something than they are trying to achieve something. Like it's more motivating to not feel uncomfortable in your clothes and not feel uncomfortable when you look in your, at yourself in the mirror, or see yourself in pictures than it is. Or like, or also like if you go to the, uh, the doctor and the doctor says, Hey, if you don't start doing something, you're going to develop diabetes or possibly heart disease. That's pretty motivating. Cause that's something that you are running away from. You don't want Versus on the other side saying like, oh, well, I want to, you know, train for a photo shoot or I want to, you know, train for whatever, right? Like working towards something isn't always as motivating because there's not as big a pain associated with it. So I'd say most people are probably more driven away from that. So I can't give you your own motivation. You have to figure it out yourself. What is it that is going to happen if you don't take action? 
if you don't take action, are you okay with being in the same spot six months from now? Right now it's September, 2023. Are you okay come spring next year? You're planning for your spring break. Let's say it's in, you know, Punta Cana, Jamaica, wherever it is. Are you okay feeling the same way you feel right now? If the answer is no, that's motivation right there. So find something that is driving you or that is painful enough to get yourself motivated. And then identify clearly what you want and the clear action steps to get you there. Because if it seems ambiguous, if you're not sure of the action steps, you're going to feel less motivated just because you don't know what to do. So figure out what to do. All right, next question. And the last question that I have for today is how much cardio should I be doing? This is a loaded question because first of all, it depends on the context. What is your goal? Now, the majority of things that we talk about on this podcast are weight, weight loss or body composition. So assuming that your goal is weight loss, it really depends. Now, Cardio relative to cutting calories is very inefficient relative to the amount of effort that you have to put in to cut calories. So I took an excerpt from uh, Andy Morgan of rippedbody.com and he has a chart on cardio, the estimated rates of calorie burn per 10 minutes. So if you are working at a moderate intensity, like most people do, you're probably you know running on a treadmill, you know, going for a bike ride, whatever, at like a moderate intensity, if you are someone who is 160 pounds, you're going to burn 74 calories per 10 minutes. So if you go for a 30 minute bike ride, you know, that's like 220 calories burnt. Or if you do like, you know, if you're, you know, let's say you're going for a casual stroll, you know, and you do it for an hour, that's like 400 calories burnt. But you could also just cut 400 calories out of your nutrition and do it that way as well. And that takes you no time. See, a lot of people will try to just like crush themselves with all these workouts, but then they'll just offset it by just eating more calories, thinking they've quote unquote earned them. But it still comes down to the calories in calories out equation. So if you're doing cardio, but then you're just eating back those calories, it means very little. Now, I think it is much more efficient for most people from a time standpoint to just eat less than it is to exercise more because exercise is going to take more time, whereas eating fewer calories takes no time. In fact, it takes less time because you're eating less. So in my opinion, anytime someone starts a cutting phase, assuming your goal is to lose weight, I would start with no cardio. Start just with the diet, making sure you're in a calorie deficit. Go as long as you can with that. Then if you so desire, you can you can cut further or you can add in a little bit of cardio from there. I would progressively add in cardio um, as needed. So you could add in, um, you know, maybe uh, two 20 to 30 minute sessions a week. Um, but I wouldn't add too much unless you really want to do it because you enjoy it. If you're someone who does not enjoy cardio, you do not need to do cardio in order to lose weight. I just went through a, a phase where I lost 35 pounds and I did no cardio the entire time. I got it just from diet and walking. So cardio is not necessary. 
Um, if you want to do it from a health standpoint, there are a lot of health benefits to cardio. Um, you also get cardio from strength training as well because you're improving your work capacity, your ability to do more work. So how much cardio should you be doing? If you're assuming your goal is to lose weight, I would start with no cardio. Then what I would do is add in cardio progressively from there once you reach a plateau uh, so that you're making best use of your time, especially since most people who are listening to this are parents, busy professionals, people who are already telling me that their time is very limited. So from a time standpoint, I think it's much more effective to get the deficit primarily from your nutrition. All right, so those are the questions that I had from today. Uh, any other questions that you have, make sure to submit them to me. Shoot me a private message over on Facebook. Uh, my profile link is down below. You can shoot me a message on Instagram at Luke Briggs Fitness. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And if you found this content valuable, you can connect with me by joining my free men's fitness and health Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash groups slash men's fitness and health. It's linked in the show notes. Make sure to leave us a five-star rating and review so our show can grow and reach more people. Talk soon.